Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And it's Friday morning, so we have Jen Snow on the morning show and we've got a rock in my sock. Hold on. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Or your shoe? Yeah. Or your, and your, oh, you know what the worst is is when you're somewhere and you can't take your shoe off quite yet. And so you have to like totally go like, oh yeah, no. Mm -mm." (laughs) I'll never be somewhere where I can't take my shoe off right then and there and empty a rock (laughs) out of it. That is the worst feeling on the planet. Little Wolf and FBI Special Agent Kristen, good morning. Uh, Purple Princess, good morning. Good morning, you guys. It's good to see you. Thank you so much for being here and happy Friday. I hope you're having the best week. Had the best week because it's over. We're on to the next week. The next week. And the next week. And the next week. Uh, Jen, so we had a topic in the title, <laughs> and as Jen's show and I go, that's not what we're going to talk about today. So sorry for the bait and switch. So I'm going to give you the disclaimer, disclaimer right now, especially if you're watching this after the fact. I'll change the title, but uh, I'm not going to change the thumbnail because I, I have to make a whole new, well, maybe I will. Maybe I'll get my creative flow. But um, we're going to talk about uh, the <laughs> alpha female. We're going to talk about alpha females this morning. And- for those of you obviously follow me on TikTok, um, we kind of went to town on some dude. <laughs> and uh, he came out and his whole stitch, his whole thing, his whole niche, his whole content, uh, he, he presents himself as a, a relationship coach, as a man coach. And too, I don't know if you knew that. Oh, man. You can hire this guy to learn how to be more of a man. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, but his whole thing is about uh, that the alpha females, females who lead, females who can make decisions, females who can are masculine or too masculine, and no masculine male wants an alpha female. And that, and I was telling you backstage, I came across this dude's video a couple days ago, um, and I made the video about him. And then I do edit a video last night because then one of my favoriteest women on the planet found him. And I don't know if you guys, I can't think of her. I don't know what her name is. But she is like my fish. She just like is this concise like, oh, and she found him. She made and she stitched one of his videos and she just took him to task. But I a couple days ago this had come and and it fucking took it took me right the fuck back into this whole like I'm not feminine enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, I am not enough. And I, I had to sit with that for a long time and and I've still. You know, and I, I came out here and I said a couple, like a week or so ago that we've really kind of closed the book on this. And I still believe that. I still believe that book's closed. But obviously, there's something else that um, it was a big enough trigger to make me pause and be like, mm-hmm. now, why am I feeling this way? Now, we closed this. Now, we worked on this. You are enough. You know you're enough. Look at everything that you've done. Like, you're more than enough for the people that, that you know, are going to be in your life, you know. So I had to really go back in and sit with that on why that was, why he, that specific dude was able to take me all the way back to the stone age with this. And I'm still sitting with it. And, uh, you had said it back, said, you know, like that, what he's saying, cause that's this whole stitch, right? What he's saying, it all comes from insecurities. And I knew that I knew that from the get go. Like I knew that from the first video of his, that I saw like this dude is insecure AF. Like, I don't know if he lives in the woods, his shirt, he's out here talking about being a masculine man but his shirt's dirty. It's all ripped. Look, and I'm not judging. Okay. I'm not judging at all. But in my opinion, a masculine man is a man that presents himself in a very upstraight, uh, you know, up good posture, you know, clean, not maybe not clean cut, but clean, you know, mm-hmm. cares about his appearance, 
respects his his alpha, his female, uh, and is able to you know let her do her thing and then be that place. You know, he gets in the, my mind like an alpha female's masculine gets to see something that the world doesn't get to see, and that's what makes the dynamic so different and special, in my opinion, is that because she gets to go to him and not be the alpha. She gets to go to him and, and lay it all down. She gets, and it's a submissive that I don't think that you get with any other dynamic. To see an alpha female submit to you and only you and mm-hmm. nobody else, there's some kind of power in that. But this motherfucker didn't get it. <laughs> he did not get the memo. No! He did not get the memo. Oh, He did not understand the assignment. No. Jen, no. why did this take me back all the way to the beginning? Like, I sat with, I had to meditate on this. I intentionally meditated on emotions in a while, in a minute. Boy, I had to meditate on this. I think it's a, it's also a survival trigger. So it triggers the fight or flight. Because, you know, we think about, oh, I wanted to fight. <laughs> War. I but, wanted to go to, okay. like, I was going to spend three days on this guy. Like, I'm like, you're my new project. We're going to, we're going to go back. I'm going to go back to what I used to do. And you're my new project. And the next 72 videos are going to be about you. (laughs) Yeah, but that's it. Like it triggers that fight or flight because our divine feminine our divine masculine is entwined with our fight or flight in so many different ways. Like, you know, we have this strength, we have this courage, we have this part of ourselves that is, you know, how do I put it? It's, there's this power in who we are, right? And our power, our essence, and that combination of masculine and feminine coming together creates this wholeness, right? And somebody is now saying that if you have this part of you, that's not allowed. Basically, they're telling you a part of you is not accepted, that you're not allowed to have it, that, you know, and they're literally calling out this very important piece to us all, feminine, masculine, doesn't like you know whoever you are you have both pieces i i don't care what anybody says even the most masculine men have a soft side to them a nurturing side to them while they show it to the world doesn't matter if they show it to one person doesn't matter right like they we all have these two sides and now what there's this person out there saying yeah you don't get to have both right and if you have both i will never accept you well Okay. But I don't want to be, I don't want to be accepted by that guy. Like he's not somebody I'd accept anyway. No, it's not about that guy per like individually. Like we're, you know, he's, but he's speaking for the, you know, quote unquote, he's now speaking for the masses. And I don't think the masses feel that way at all. Because if you are in your own true energy, your own true power, anyone that you stand with compliments you. And he's going, no, you don't get to compliment me. And so that's like, you know, whether we're in a partnership, whoever you're in a partnership with, you compliment each other. You hold space for each other to be who each other is individually, which comes together in a unity, right? So that's, in my opinion, what a relationship is. You get to compliment each other. You get to support each other. You get to, you know, it's not always 50-50. Sometimes it's 70-30, but this guy's saying it's never going to be 70-30 because you're never going to have any opportunity to be his equal. And that is a very triggering thing, saying to somebody, you will never be my equal. 
is basically stomping on somebody and saying, Mac, you're just never going to be good enough to stand with me. I don't necessarily know that it was the, the videos came off as you'll never be my, and maybe, and, and I think I didn't watch all of this. I couldn't stomach it. But my biggest thing with it is that I, I like, we don't want to be someone's equal. Like I'm not out here looking for someone to meet my masculine energy, right? I am looking for someone out to, to, when I look for my people, okay. Someone that I can actually be the other side with. Like when I'm talking about my people, my core people, my mm -hmm. people that I come to my use. Okay. I'm looking for somewhere safe that I can set all of this down and know that, um, I, when I'm ready, I can pick it back up and keep going. And, and boy, I, I didn't get, I didn't get that feeling from that guy. Like I'm, he said, he's married. Like I want to meet your wife. Like, can I get her on the phone? I feel like her and I need to have a conversation. First of all, blink twice if you're okay. Like, I, with uh, this guy. I just, yeah, I don't, I, he is not somebody I could ever even probably sit in a room with because you can't tell me I don't deserve to have boundaries. You can't tell me that I don't deserve to have those things or because what makes you, what gives you the right to tell you, tell me who I can be? If I don't have the opportunity to say, okay, I don't like the way this makes me feel, or I, you know, then I don't, I, I've, my, my rights as a human, my rights as a soul have been taken away. Right. And if we're equals, I have the right to make those choices. You know, I have rights to be who I am without somebody telling me that I can't have this side to me because my, my masculine side has power to it. It also complements my feminine side. And she has, like that side has power to it. And when they come together, it's something totally unique and beautiful and wonderful. And I love both sides of me. If I couldn't have both, if somebody, it's like somebody, you're telling me I can't have a side of me that I love and I adore. I don't know. Maybe, that's, does, maybe that, that's why I'm, maybe I don't love the masculine side of me enough. And then I don't feel like I have a feminine side necessarily. And so I'm out here of like with no side. Maybe I'm like an elephant. I don't know. An elephant. But maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, he's married. He's married. The video that, uh, what's her name, stitched of him, uh, he, that's what his whole video was about. He does not let his wife have boundaries because boundaries indicate leadership. And that's a disrespect to the dynamic that they, that he wants to have. Now, I don't know about her. I've seen a lot of videos. This is, I think this is. He's, he's like the Walmart version of Andrew Tate. Yeah. That's the guy I'm thinking of. And, the Andrew Tate. Yeah. You know, I, I've, because it's hard not to see some of his videos. I mean, some of them, I just want to be like. Oh, Andrew Tate doesn't trigger me like this guy did. Like I, I've watched Andrew Tate. I don't agree with him, but he doesn't trigger me. I don't know if it's because. I feel like I don't look up to Andrew Tate and I don't trust Andrew Tate to lead me, but mm -hmm. I, I do get a very masculine, you know, and I also can recognize what's marketing and polarizing for marketing purposes versus how he maybe really kind of feels like there's, there's something there. And yeah, I feel I know, like that's the same guy, thing with Andrew. Yeah. Like, I think Andrew Tate has got a that's lot of why. marketing genius behind him in some yeah. ways. I the don't appreciate what scheme. he says. Yeah, but I do think that he is utilizing his words for 
uh, gaining popularity in marketing. Yes. But um, and it, it's working. I think that guy, this guy, is trying to lead off of that. I really do. That's what I. That's when you were telling me. About. I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's been taking a tip out of somebody else's book here, and maybe not quite hitting the mark. But maybe away. that's that's why he triggers me so much. Because look, I mean, I look at Andrew. Andrew Tate's like wildly successful as far as a business model. He's somebody that I could probably not look up to, but maybe even just watch, you know, and stomach. Mm-hmm. Just because of, obviously whatever he's doing is working. This guy is like the the epitome of a beta male, like straight insecure. What I don't even know what the step down from a beta is a theta. Like he's so. not even he's not even in the top five. He's like part of the pack in the weak part. The, the part you leave behind. The... Yeah, the omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You leave the omega behind. She's the emotional. Oh yeah, no. Okay, component yeah, you're right. to it. Okay. But maybe it's that rejection too, right? Like he is saying you have to reject a side of you because you're not allowed to Or maybe he's he's rejecting me and mine. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, look at you. Like, and that's, I think that's where I'm at. Like, look at you. That's the word I just heard in my head is that rejection of the side of you that is a part of you and saying Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to have that part. So now you have, not only am I rejecting it, so I'm rejecting you, but now you have to reject it in order to be with me. Right. Right. Like this is, and this is what we struggled with. This is like, we went into meditation and struggled, but I struggled with this. Like I have to reject because I did, I would dumb down then the masculine side of me and try to build up the feminine side of me because I wanted to be accepted by a certain group of people. I wanted people in my circle that made me feel safe because I didn't feel safe. And that all obviously goes into a lot of anxiety and things like that. There was a lot of that, but that's, that's what it was. And so I did, I did, I rejected, like I pushed down the masculine stuff and my content kind of shifted and, and guess what? Guess the fuck what? It didn't work. Do you know why it didn't work? Because it's not who I am. It's just not, it's not what I'm naturally good at. It's just not who I am. And so we went back and then everything blew up the way that it's supposed to. And I aligned back up with what I'm supposed to be doing in my purpose. But that's, that's what it was. But then we kind of, you know, then it became, okay, so then what is, what am I then? Do I have a feminine side? And I really did feel like his videos were attacking what I'd worked so hard to try and find and then build on. I wanted to be soft. And I do feel like we've made some, some pretty, um, we've gotten some gains with this. I, I feel like I'm soft. I'm not attacking people anymore. Like, except for that guy. I'm not, I pick and choose my battles, but that's all my feminine energy. When I'm speaking from my heart, that's all my feminine energy. You know, you didn't, regardless of what we're talking about, right? Uh, I just, and then he, he just did that. And I'm like, God, you're right. You know what? I'm too masked. I hate that fucking word when it comes to talking about females, about being too masculine. And it's like, but we're not masculine. Like I'm not masculine. I don't have hair in my belly. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, think I look that, hot in a swimsuit. I don't know. <laughs> I think that, you know, we have this social depiction of what masculine and feminine is. And really and truly, we have to find our own place with our own mass. Like, we're going to, you know, the mask, the yin and the yang side of ourselves and how we just dis- how we express them is always going to be a unique percentage and a unique compliment to ourselves and however you choose to express your masculine or your feminine side is absolutely in perfection in my opinion because that is who you are and 
anyone who says you're doing it wrong or that's not enough of this or you're not enough. I honestly don't believe that they are sitting in that on their own. So they don't actually know what, who they are in their own space. So their expression is, and it's funny. I just did a regression with a client yesterday and we went like this. We went, we went back to childhood. She went back to a place in her um, elementary school years and this client went back and she actually, you know, it was, the memory of it was she was with a group of people, a group of her friends, and they were, you know, her friends were picking on this other person and she joined in. And at the moment she felt pow powerful and accepted, but it was actually the several moments later where the realization of what she had done to this person had really set in. And that's where her, that's where her trigger was. Actually, we just had to move it forward a little bit, but she, we needed to understand the whole picture is that her power got attached to um, judging somebody else, rejecting somebody else. And at a young age, that is how she, her subconscious mind, ego went, oh, this is how you find your power. This is how you find that feminine power is because, and she lived with this struggle most of her life. And she got to, you know, where she is now. And um, she's, you know, she is actually like, she wanted to find her softer side and the, her feminine side and really bring them together and find happiness and love and self-love. And she was really feeling that she couldn't get there and that, you know, this. And so when she went back and she went back to her younger self, the sadness that she had felt her entire life, the lack of emotion, the lack of expression was the aftermath of that moment. And she went back and kind of sat with her younger self and they had this beautiful conversation where, you know, they changed the story. And when she went back, into the moment she changed how she interacted in that moment which changed how she held her power her power was no 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 more in a place of judgment and rejection of somebody it now became an accepting and you know sharing a moment with this person and when she came back the most beautiful thing happened when we do this reframe in this part um, that was holding on to the past and the past actions and living in the past she found love and happiness, self-love and happiness. And she brought that actually into her womb where she, you know, in the womb represents her, her maternal side. And she just started bawling. And it was like, she finally found herself. And maybe it, that's what I need to do. Cause I'm but not it was a beautiful thing to see her go back and, you know, so, but it was, and she like in the session, she said, I have now finally found this piece with my feminine side and that's and to have somebody go in and say that that's not allowed i just can't imagine or the masculine side and saying that's not allowed because you're not allowed to be whole i just it's not even that it's not allowed it's that it's not good enough yeah i just <laughs> i know you don't get to do that you don't get to tell people how they get to be, be you know <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm not sorry, though. Yeah, this guy got me. I'm not even. It's so stupid because I get it in my brain. I'm like, God, you're such a pussy. But. Oh, it got me. But we're, like, right, we're right. We're right back to like. But it's some it, it is a, a male rejecting parts of a female like that is as old as time. That is yep. that is it. We have, when, and. And we struggled with this. Like I struggled yeah. with this. Like it constantly being 
rejected and not worthy and not good enough. And, and we talked about this before, like the being cheated on, the being not chosen. Like, in, <laughs> I don't want this guy to choose me, but how dare you? Not? Like, I, yeah. And uh, wow, we just went right back at it. Like, how dare you? I mean, how dare you tell somebody that they can't be who they are because that doesn't make that like I just I I often like you know I can grin and bear a lot of things but to me that's a form of bullying and that's a form of treating people poorly and I just can't do that I can't I mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean I haven't always been a saint as a kid I was probably a douchebag at times and I I apologize to everybody in the world that I was ever a douchebag too when I was in elementary school if I was ever that way um probably trying to fit in truthfully and honestly, because I didn't fit in, but it's not okay. It's, it's, I mean, look at our history, right? History of humanity. We didn't always, we, you know, we didn't always treat the opposite sex with kindness and compassion or, you know, acceptance. And I think that also is triggered a lot of in our genetic, uh, our generational stuff too, is that we hold the cell memory of our ancestors and some there were periods of time where our, our female ancestors were not treated with the same and that can also be a trigger for a lot of us is that i don't want to go to angry feminism but i want to stand and have it not be told because i'm a female or you know i feel this way or i lean into my masculinity to help my to be who i am it's just not allowed or I'm not allowed to have my boundaries. Mm, yeah, no, you can, you can take an exit to the stage left and hit every door on the way out. Uh, so Megan says seeing men like that makes you thankful for the good ones. And I would have to agree. Um, with Absolutely. This, telemarketer. With this. Um, <laughs> That's my life. It, it, it does. I, I, um, But I think maybe that was part of my problem too with with everything was that like he was really wrong. <laughs> like it's wrong. Like this is why God, this got me so much. I'm so sorry. Um this is why people have the the ideas about the alpha females that they do is because <clears throat> But it's like not that, right. Set like, this it's, stage. But, but that's not correct. It's wrong information. Like as as a card carrying member of the pack, I can assure you that um, the we didn't we didn't choose to do this by choice. Like, and if you really want to get down to the nuts and berries of it, the masculine was removed from the family dynamic, and it was I mean it was done by the government. There's a whole rabbit hole with oh, the there is a very big government. rabbit hole with that. Yes. And so then it removed them, leaving the women and the children vulnerable, then to depend on the government for, to be their husbands and their daddies through like assistance and stuff like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and now the, the men, when the men did start coming back in, now we've blurred the lines on, on what a gender is. We've blurred the lines on what masculinity is. We've blurred the lines on what um, being a man is uh, and being all of a sudden being a man and see, and that's, that's, and so then the, the females, we had to step up. Like we had no choice. We didn't have a choice. Like I, we just, we just didn't, um, because somebody, we had to do something. We couldn't let our children, 
you know, struggle. We couldn't let ourselves struggle. You know, when they did the drafts too, this part of this went to World War II and, and they drafted. Or even further the- back, like we're talking yeah, Roman times back. when yep. when the women were taken out of out of the scene, like they were, you know, they were told they weren't allowed to go places. They weren't allowed to be a part of certain conversations. Like it was an interesting thing how the mat, you know, we can, you know, the spiritual history on that is like the feminine was if you know the create there was insecurity. I think it all started from somebody feeling very insecure that they didn't have the same power. I mean, witches were burnt. I remember those past lives of being burnt. It wasn't because I was a bad person, it was because they were afraid of the unknown, which you know, in that life, it was, you know, if I was going to say I was very much in tune with nature and in tune, what we would consider very, you know, like flowy. And if that's what we're looking at feminine to be, I was very much in that place. But because I was able to tap into it, I was very much um, demonized in that life. But I was very innocent and very kind and very compassionate. But that wasn't allowed because that tipped the scales of power. And I think comes down to power. If yeah, we're, you allow a side to be, to step with you, then you're, you know, there's this perception way back when till now that that's, that then you're not powerful. Right. Yeah. We're not good. We're not going to go and attack him. I mean, that's like I said, yeah. um, that, that super awesome lady picked him up and, and they, they're taking care. I like, I'm, and I've never obviously don't condone going and attacking this guy at all, but, uh, Cause it's not really him. I mean, it's not, it's, it's his video and it's what he said, but it's not really him. He does not matter to me. Um, but it, it brought up some stuff that obviously I thought that we had kind of worked through. Maybe we didn't obviously, cause I'm still sitting here in my feelings about it. Um, Kelly Smith, I love your face. Thank you. Cause I'm still sitting here God, in my feelings. Where is it sitting in you? Like, where do you feel? Um, I just said it's in here and kind of in my gut too. I think it's my gut more. Like I feel like when I first saw the video, it was like my whole stomach sank. And it was like, God damn it. Are you serious? Like, are you seriously saying this right now to people? Like, what are you doing? Um, because we and it's so funny that the timing on this was when it was, because obviously we just went through a lot of this. Like I felt like I had found my balance between the masculine and, and my feminine. And, and we were kind of working in harmony. And now a part of me thinks this is some kind of test. Like, let's see if they're really in harmony, Shep. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> how, are you, how are you gonna respond? Are you gonna respond? Do you feel the need to respond? And I did, um, but I responded in a very, a, a, well, I res- one, I, I stitched this video and I was like, man, like we just know where we wanna eat, you know? But then I made a couple videos after that really talking to my people. And, and listen, listen, like, I don't listen to this guy. Like you are feminine. You are. You you are, you are shit. You Um, are. And somebody doesn't get to determine what that looks like. I know. And even though this guy has said what he said, for anybody who's listening, that is one person's opinion that comes from a place that may not understand 
true harmony and balance yet. He may be working towards that. Maybe this is his extreme that's going to take him somewhere on a journey of self-discovery and self-understanding, but maybe not. Maybe he's going to ride this way. We don't know. But he doesn't get to determine your space. I know. And and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I know, no, no, he, I know. I know he, he doesn't, neither does his message, but it's, that's everything. That was everything that we had kind of gone through. And, and he's so raw. Like we do what like, and he's like, no masculine male wants an alpha female, but here I like your alpha females need masculine men. The reason we're in the situations that we're in is because we don't have men that know how to be men. And my guy, you're not doing it either. Like for anybody, obviously like the comments and everything that I've read so far, support what I have support what I have to say but we need I, we need that place like we we crave to be able to go back to that like I, and I think I really did start to feel like the tides were turning and maybe they still are where women can kind of take that place back of of you know being like I, I said back seat in my video right I will take a back seat to a man that can prove that he can lead, but we've, I've had so many experiences. And then as I'm, you know, as the world and the society is shifting, I'm so sorry, but I don't trust a lot of these men to lead me anywhere. Um, or my children or my, you know, like I have, like I have, we're not going to, I don't trust that. And I know this again, this, I, I know this was all done by design, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm, I just uh, like I you understand. are you are feminine you are you are beautiful and I don't listen to that guy like I'm probably talking more to myself than I am you guys but but you are and even with the alpha females have both sides to them I think you have to have both sides to you to be an alpha female to lead because how you lead determines like it's a, like how you leave is a reflection of who you are and what you're bringing all the pieces to your table. And when you lead with compassion and kindness and you nurture, yet you're strong and you're sturdy and you, you're just, you know, you, you know what you want for dinner, you know, but you're still, <laughs> I do know what I want to eat like every time. Like that's right? never a conversation that has to be had. What are you hungry for? everything wings let's go get like i know i've been thinking about it all day i know what i want to eat but when you know what you want that doesn't that is that comes with you with you personally with this soft side that cares and nurtures like you have this nurturing side if somebody came at me you would you would you would uh -huh. do you, who you are uh -huh. but that isn't my masculine would come out full force but uh, you want to know why because you nurture on the other side because you there's this softer side of you that cares. And if you are only masculine, I don't think you all that nurturing part isn't always a hundred percent. Like it's not walking with the other side where you walk with both sides, step by step, you care and you're strong, you're soft and you're solid and secure. And to say that no alpha male would ever want an alpha female, I think isn't, I'm sorry, but my understanding of a wolf pack is that the alpha male only goes for the alpha female because they are each other's counterparts. They walk together. 
yeah, I can't think of anything more powerful on the planet than an alpha female and an alpha male that would come together. Because again, you are talking about solutions. And again, just by the way that nature is and just by what women are naturally um, born in as, like we will, we will follow our masculine man if he can prove himself to lead. And I think this is probably where a lot of the big problems are coming with right now is that a lot of our masculine men, they don't feel like they can lead because of the toxic femininity. Now that's a whole nother side of it. I'm not here for that either. Like I am not here for the demasculation of men. I will, I will take a backseat to my man if he proves to me that he can lead and prove has proven to me that he absolutely is going to take care of things. I'll rest. I will. I'll, I'll sit down. We like, this is what I like. We want to, we're tired. Um, but of society has, has taken the masculine and warped it into this weak mask. Like they're all betas. Like you, they, they all wear masks in their cars and they're all like alone in their, <clears throat> it is really kind of exposed the, the weaker side of a masculine. And so all of the alphas are freaking out because we still have a family to feed and we still have things we got to take care of. Things still need to get taken care of. So we step more into our masculine and we're not allowed to go into that feminine. I think that's a big part of it too. Like we don't feel like we're allowed to step into that feminine and to be vulnerable and to be because we can't trust our masculine then to step up and take the lead so that we can rest. Like we... What does that mean to you when you say you're not allowed to step into your feminine? Because we don't feel like then things are going to get to, because then the world will end pretty much like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like if you're working with somebody who is constantly telling, yeah, this absolutely, I'm going to take care of this. And this, I've had this. I hate this feeling. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to take care of this. And then they don't. And then you come home and your lights are shut off because the bill didn't get paid. Or yes, absolutely. I'm going to stop at the store and I'm going to grab this. And then you don't. And so then you have to stop making dinner and go, you know, there's a lot of these instances and these are just, they're just examples. They're not anything mm -hmm. that has or hasn't happened, but yeah, there's no trust in the masculine at this point. And, and it, or it's really hard for us to find masculines who can do this. And I think, again, it was done on purpose. That's why a lot of the lines were blurred. That's why you have the he hims or the he hers. And that's why a society is is making it okay to change. You can you can be a feminine female one day and then the next day you can be a masculine man. Like it is really hard for someone like me who I guess kind of stays the same. I'm I'm you know I don't really change um to then follow somebody that's so wishy-washy like that. Like and I, that was probably my biggest problem because like, yeah, I get it. Like I get, I, I did understand what he was saying. I did. You want, I, I want to be like, I wanted to be softer. I wanted to be more soft-spoken. I wanted to be able to rest and, but to find a safe place to be able to do that is super hard right now in society. Yeah. And then the women, like if you take the toxic feminist portion of this, oh. there's like a fake sense of empowerment with this. Like we don't need our men. Yes, we the fuck do. Stop that. Stop that. It's a very angry space. It's a very it is. angry, hurt space. Harry Karen with your armpits. Like, stop it. We're tired because you're not, because here's the thing with the toxic femininity, they're not doing anything either. They're not alpha. They're not, they're not making decisions. They're not getting things done. They're, they're just, they, they're just out there with their signs. Right. And 
and come at me if you want to, but out there getting their government checks, right? And I'm finding this like statistically, a lot of people that are part of this movement grew up on welfare, grew up on the system, grew up as a part of the system. And so they view the government as their daddy. And that's why they don't need men. Yes, we do. We need each other. And, and we do need each other. But right now, right now, we need masculine, strong men because right now we are in trouble. Like, and I, I feel like a masculine, strong man, they need their alpha females because there's nobody that's going to support them like we do. There's nobody. There's nobody that's going to go to war for them on the backside like we're going to. There's mm -hmm. nobody that's going to, you know, it's a dynamic that, that again, I think it's just second to none, but the, the toxic, and I get it. So I get it. The toxic feminists, that's not it either. Like I equal pay. Whew. I believe in equal pay, but I also believe in equal effort. And I think what you're seeing right now is you're seeing a lot of women getting jobs that are typically for men because they have to meet some kind of man to woman ratio but they're not able to put in the same amount of work as the men do. And it's just, it's bio, you know, it's biology that I can't like, if I were to go into construction, I can't lift 150 pounds with one arm. Like I physically can't do that. So mm -hmm. then do I need to be paid the same as a man who can? Well, it depends. It depends on how creative I get with it. Right. Like, maybe I can't do it, but let me build this thing that can. Right. But if I can't do it, then no, I, I don't believe that women deserve equal pay in that situation. But I've never had a problem with this either because I'm a math. I can, I can negotiate like a boss. Mm -hmm. And I always put the work in. So there's really never been a conflict with, for me with that. But the equal pay stuff and the I, I never. The toxic femininity is just a scary ass movement. And it's one that I I don't want nothing to do with. Like stay away from my house. I'm the same yeah. way. I, I you yeah. know, I doing, you know, when I first started getting into what I do, everybody, a lot of people that I met were like, oh, you can only work with women. And I was like, no. Mm -mm. And it was very, I had a group of women try to drill, drill that hard into me to only work with women, only save women and only help women. I'm like, why? What's, your, what's the point? Like, you know what? I would dive in because I'm a nosy Nancy. Everybody knows I like to ask a lot of questions. And the right. only answer was, was because, and it came from that place of toxic being toxic and it wasn't because you know it was the right thing to do or it was what needed what, what was needed it was literally it came from pain anger hurt on their end and inside of their core and you know I got a couple of disagreements with people going yeah no that's not how this works that's not how we save the world we have to heal everybody everybody matters and yeah so I I've had my bouts with that side of it. And, you know, it, again, it comes again, it comes from a place of feeling unwanted, unneeded and enough and all that, like all those emotions being rejected and, you know, on both sides, but it's, it's, we have to find here together. Yeah. The balance. Heart, people. It's, it is it's harmony. It's unity. It's, it's, you know, oneness isn't, one being better than the other oneness is everybody being who they are to complete create a collective of con you know collective consciousness and it's are there different collective consciousnesses this is i think there are well yes because you think about the power of the masses is quite huge if you have 
a lot of souls believing in, you know, focusing on one thing, that becomes a sub collective conscious, right? Because they that group now has this this wave like this energy link that is linked together because they're all in that same vibration. That's why, you know, in when I look at people talking about raising their vibration, you know, light side, dark side, all of that, it's because the more people that are focused on on a similar energy thread, the more that energy becomes a massive part of our physical world. So I think there's layers, you know, there's, there's different, you know, because we have a, there are a lot, if you're in, if you're in fear, we've all seen this over the last couple of years, how crazy that fear energy, that fear vibration ran through our entire globe. And every, you know, there were a lot of people in that place. And so they were harmonizing in that place. And we've seen things that have happened in our world that if they were in a place of feeling safe and secure and at ease, some of those things would not have ever happened. But because they were in a huge part of the population was in this fear space, they were able to dictate certain things to that, that collective, which was slowly infiltrating everybody in something. Like we all felt it at times. Like, I can't, I won't lie to you. I had moments where that fear was really like strong. And I was like, wait a minute. What is like, you know, what's supporting this feeling? And I took that support system out and it was very, I felt very different about things, but I got caught up in that frequency because a lot of us, we're sensitive to energies. We're sensitive to mass energies. Like, you know, um, years ago, I watched this video of, you know, people who used like, they run across those coals that are like piping yeah. hot. Like, yep. okay, I think I'm a strong person, but I don't think I am mentally that strong. But what happens is that group, that mass of people that are around them create this little collective consciousness that bring up that person's capacity and mental ability and physical ability to harness in that feeling where they don't feel their feet while they're doing, you know, they're able to dull that, that, discomfort, that literal a burning sensation um, down because the masses there are all focused on one thing, encouraging and supporting this person. So that energy, that person absorbs that energy and almost makes them in that moment kind of like superhuman where they're not affected by the physical pain that they would normally be affected by. Um, and so that itself shows you the power of the masses is that if we're all focused on one thing, then they can co-create that physical reality and they can bring that into their physical reality. So um, I think that, you know, I, you know, there's one, I think one over one, and then there's all a bunch like a layers that we're all working towards and we all get connected to. That's how control happens in some ways when it's used negatively. Look at, so I want to go back. <clears throat> so we talk about you, when you were talking about the hot coals thing, oh. So the people like they initially thought they couldn't do it, but then because they surrounded themselves with a bunch of people who told them that they basically could and believed that they could, then they were able to do it. So it's it kind of what them. them. Yeah. Right. You are who you surround yourself with. Do you feel it's important to surround yourself with the people that you want to become? I kind of stand pretty firm in this, but I'd yes, like I actually think it's absolutely important to surround yourself with people that are in alignment with your values and who you want to become. Because when you are surrounded with people who honor your values and honor who you are, but also help 
push and, you know, like, you know, they, they talk about being a millionaire. If you want to be a millionaire, you got to be the sixth friend in the millionaire group. Well, that's because they hold that energy. They hold that belief. They've done it. So what they do is they, that vibration, that tone, that frequency, you are a part of it. And right. you may not be the millionaire in the group, but you have the capacity to step into that frequency, that frequency, that vibration, that thought pattern starts to guide you in a way. It starts to help you awaken those parts of you that are in you. Just for some of them might be dormant, right? Like they might not right. be active. You might not be confident in them, but when you're around, around people who have achieved those goals or are in that frequency, in that flow, then you begin to see because we're all seeing, right? We have to see it to believe it. There's a lot of that. We see that it's possible. Well, then it becomes like, well, if it's possible for you, well, I could probably do this. And you, go, that part of you starts to think like, oh, it is possible. And then the how starts to, so yes, yeah, surrounding yourself with people who it, you are influenced heavily by the people that you're surrounded by. So, um, and I've been in both circles and I even, you know, back in the day, some people that I was close to, I didn't, you know, always, I wasn't as tapped into the energetic influences or the subconscious influences. And when I sat back and see, I mean, I didn't choose to stay there. So I definitely, but it was something I experienced. I saw that side of me. I saw the side of me that could have gone very, very wrong. Like I could have gone down a totally different path because that's where I was. And those were the people that I was surrounded with. But there had a moment and I saw that moment and I, I, I was literally given a choice. Either, you know, this is where you're headed and it's not actually where you want to go, but you can stay here or you can now giddy up you turn and start making, you know, clearing a path that's going to lead you to where you want to go. But I remember that choice. And it wasn't because these people were bad people. It's just, they weren't making choices that were healthy. And my leniency on those unhealthy choices was starting to waver, but then I realized that that wasn't a part of who I was. And I didn't, I don't, you know, I'm not, they made their, they've all, you know, turned their lives around and, they, you know, it just, I was at a point where I couldn't play with that choice anymore because it was going to send me in a path that I didn't know I could get out of. Uh, but it was, it, it was because it was the people I was around and I had very different values when I was younger about some of those decisions and I, those values were tested. And, um, and I think it was because I was around people that maybe didn't, you know, have the same outlook that I did, but I wanted friends. I didn't want to be alone. I hadn't found my stride yet because I was in a place where I had constantly been rejected. And so I was trying not to be rejected. And sometimes it taught me a lot. I learned a lot from that version of myself, but I think it's very important who we surround You didn't want to be, with. you didn't want to be rejected by people that you knew weren't good for you anyway. Well, that yeah. feels like a middle school conversation that you'd have with your guidance counselor. Let me tell you that. The it, one it, where you just kind of roll your eyes and you're like, God, whatever, Mrs. Bessel. Yes. Like, oh, I did. My parents often told me, like, you know, you're defined by the people that you hang around. And I think the defiant part of me was like, nope, mm -mm, I'll prove you wrong. Well, nah, we won't tell them that they were kind of right. We'll just let that mm -hmm. slide. I don't know, like, even as an adult, I don't know that I, I understand that the perception you give off is who you hang around, but I, and I get this a lot too. So like with the shows, we bring a lot of people onto the show a lot of the times. And I was having, somebody had, had messaged me after it was, uh, 
the hundredth monkey. <laughs> it was that show. And it was a great show. He did great. I loved having him on. Right. And someone messaged me after that. They're like, it was a couple of days. And she's like, I just, something really seems off with him. And I just, I want to make sure that you're okay. And I look, look, I don't talk to people like I, this is a, he came, he did the show and then he left. Like we don't hang out. We're not, this is why I don't use the word friends when it comes to the internet people a lot of the times, because it gives off the, the, the misconception that I'm aligned with all these people. When the reality is, is, is I'm really not probably, I, I might be, have similar views or not, you know, a lot of people we bring on that I maybe don't necessarily agree with a lot of stuff that they have to say, but that's part of the show. But I think people get that in their head that there's like, I must just have this team and I must just have all these. And really just me and Sonia, like, and Sonia keeps my schedule. Really? It's just me. Like, and I don't, I don't talk to, it's really hard for me to make connections. Right, Jen. Okay. It's really hard for me to make connections with people. So when I do, like I tried, I tend to kind of hold on to those connections and we've learned to let some of that go too, because sometimes those connections aren't good for you. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I don't like, and, and I think the person that had in their mind that every new person that I brought on was like, we were like best friends. That's the vibe that I got from it. And I was like, listen, I said, I don't, I, I appreciate your concern. I do. And I love your face, but I, I haven't talked to the guy since I, I talked to him barely before. And the most we ever talked was when we were live in front of all of you. And then that was it. Yeah. And like just Justin, I don't just Justin and I for the energy and, and the, the camaraderie that we bring to the show every Wednesday. Um, don't talk at all. Like at all. We do not talk at all before he comes live. Just so you guys know. So there's like, there's kind of a, I, so some of that, what you're talking about is, is more of a misconception, maybe on other people, people, mm -hmm. you are who you surround yourself with. I think a little bit, but if you're pretty solid in yourself and your beliefs, you can surround yourself with anybody and still be you, as long as you're able to hang on to that. I love the quote that you used at the beginning. Like if, if you want to be a millionaire, surround yourself with the top three millionaires so you can be the fourth or whatever. I love that quote. And I kind of revamped my whole social media to follow only stuff like that. People that I wanted to be like things that I wanted to base like the show after. Um, and it did change my mindset on a whole lot of things. I, it was, I didn't get down about a lot of things like views or anything like that anymore. Um, so it was really interesting that, that you brought that up. Well, it's, inspiring right so it inspires creativity inspires your own threads and i love that like you know right i love yeah there are people inspired. that bring out creativity in me and that inspire the shit out of me yeah and i think people. that we got to surround like if you're surrounding yourself with people who inspire you they are going to inspire those pieces of you that already exist like i think we have all the tools i really do i truly believe that we have everything we need within us it's just how those parts of us have been supported and encouraged and, um, you know, kind of watered, right? We have to feed these parts of us. We have to encourage them or, or they become dormant sides to us that are there, but they're not super active. And I think that when, when I think about that quote about, in, you know, surrounding yourself with those millionaires, if you want to be the next millionaire, um, I think it's about those inspiring those little pieces that already exist within us. And that's why it's so important because, we have to activate those pieces. We have to go, okay, I see you. I see what you're doing. And all of a sudden you can see a bit of you in that. And when you can see you in that, those parts of you begin to flourish and thrive. And they become a part of your everyday conscious mindset. And that's, um, 
I love doing that. Like that is one of the things that I do every day is I look for things that spark something. And it can be sometimes that inspiration can come from many different avenues. But I think that we all have it in us. I think we have all these. I think we're more whole than we actually know because we've been programmed to think that we're not. I actually saw this TikTok before I went to bed. In Chinese medicine, it's not about healing the fracture, the fractured parts. It's about bringing forward the parts that can that that bring oneness to those parts. And that really sat with me when I went to sleep. I fell asleep thinking about that. Healing isn't about releasing parts that aren't working. It's about finding the parts to help those other parts work in unity. And I just think that's a really great way to look at healing because of, you know, the things that I've come up with about bringing forward the positive parts and encouraging those pieces of you and taking people back to positive things instead of just the things that need to be what we think, like the negative side, like going back and finding a, a moment when you felt super confident and being able to remember and recall that confidence, then it becomes a part of you, whether it's in this lifetime or in another lifetime, all of a sudden your cell memory remembers how to be confident and that piece becomes alive and it's bringing life back, finding ways to bring life back to those gaps. And yeah. So that's where my, like, I don't know. That's I'm here. No, I'm here for it. So Lily Flowers says, what if you're okay being by yourself? Then you are farther ahead of the curve than everybody else. I can tell you that. You have to be okay being alone um, because you don't know who you really are unless you're alone. You don't. You don't have your own thoughts. You don't have your own feelings. You don't. You can't inspire yourself if you don't spend a considerable amount of time alone. And this is something I learned in the last year or two. I have to have considerable time alone to be able to formulate my own thoughts and my own feelings around things. And that's what happened. That's why how this kind of how this whole thing started, right? Um, cause I was constantly in a day like with family and their thoughts on things and their politics. And then you've got this over here and you've got, but when you shut it all out and you really sit with yourself and just kind of pay attention to how you feel, whether that's about a thing or not a thing, it doesn't matter. Um, that's who you really are. And then that's kind of like a, that's a nice foundation for you to start building off of and then to find the right people for you. Um, and it's a process, but you get there. If you're okay being by, and I'm I, like, I, I'm the same way. I'm perfectly okay by myself. I, I'm, I'm okay having my own company. I'm, I don't need people to feel validated anymore. I don't need people to, to feel my cup. Uh, I can do that all on my own. And I think that's a very powerful place to be in my opinion. I couldn't agree more. So. It's absolutely to feel, be able to fill your own cup and to be alone is, uh, it is, I think a, one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. And that doesn't mean you have to be alone 24 seven. I just, when I went, when I went through my healing crisis, that was actually one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was how to be alone. And I was, I was, mm -hmm. I didn't know how, I didn't like being alone because I didn't like myself. I stayed right. super busy because I didn't like the myself. And that's what I used to distract myself. But when I went into that space, I also was like, there's nobody around. I can't use myself. Like I couldn't do it. And I, it taught me some of the greatest things about myself. And it actually helped me uncover some core beliefs that I was definitely ignoring or not ready. Like it opened up, it cracked open a part of me, a big, a big who I am today, because I had to learn how to be alone. And I learned to like myself and I learned to like being alone. And in fact, I am the same way. I'm very social, 
but I also need my me time. And if I don't get my me time, I actually become a grumpy asshole. I've realized that if I'm not giving myself me time, I get really gnarly grumpy. And then I, and it's because it's time for some solitude. It's time for Mm -hmm. some reflection. It's time for some self check-in. I get overstimulated really Mm -hmm. fast. I can get overstimulated like crazy. And then I, I go straight into fight or flight. And so I'm, I'm the same way. I have to check out. And that's why when we joke, we joke about meet and greets with Tex and Kat and all the people, right? I'm like, well, you get four hours. Like, because I know how I get after that. Like, I need to dip out. For, and then I might come back later and we can have dinner, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. but I, I can't, I can't, I can turn it on. And when it's on, it's beautiful. And I can do the stuff and I can be, and that does fill my cup. But I get to a point and then it's over. And I got to dip. Like, I got to be alone. I need to leave. This is, and I think a part of that might be trauma responded to because when obviously when you're younger, you don't have a lot of control over where you go and where you don't go. I'm very mm-hmm. aware of that with my kids. Like I am, if they don't want, like I'm constantly, when we go somewhere, I'm constantly checking in with them. And if either one of them says, you know, I really want to go home, we're going to go. Like, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to be like, oh, just go play. Like, we're not going to do that. I, I remember having that, like wanting to go home, not wanting to be there, but being forced to stay there because I had no way to leave. Like, and, mm-hmm. and my parents would be like, well, you need, it's family. And I, like, knowing now, like, I, I knew then what I knew now, like, fuck those people. Seriously. Yeah. Like, seriously. All of them. Like, I'm, you know, that. So, Tassie, we love your face. And we are, I'm sorry, yeah. we're coming right up the top of oh our hour. Um, pretty lady, do you want to leave everybody with a little something before we dip out for the day? <sighs> I want to tell you all you're enough. You've always been enough and you'll always be enough. And I hope, my hope for all of you is that when you look in the mirror, you begin, if you don't already see that or know that, you begin to see that part of you, that you are whole and that you have everything inside of you. And being you is the blessing that you give to this world and that you are the blessing and you are part of this journey just by being who you are you make this world a better place so that's the message i want to send today beautiful jen snow thank you so much and you guys thank you so much for coming out today i hope uh, you enjoyed the show and i hope you have the best day uh we're off tonight uh we had our live canceled tonight so we're off tonight and then we're gonna be live tomorrow night with uh ben and shannon then we've got um jaybo who is her, and she asked if we come on. I think he was in the live last week, just chatting it up. So we're going to bring Jabo on with her. We're just going to do general Q and a, if you guys have questions or you want us to look things up real time, like that's kind of going to be the theme of tomorrow night's live. So be sure to be there tomorrow at 8 PM central center time with that. We love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for dear. Bye guys. Mm-hmm.